How's it going guys? Welcome back to Taxes Made Simple. I'm your host, Carlton Dennis. And in today's video, we're gonna be doing Q&A, getting your questions answered. I get questions that come in from Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, my emails. I get, I get questions that come in everywhere. Sometimes you guys are even sending me letters. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull aside a couple of questions for you guys today, and I'm gonna address the question on a large scale, and we're gonna answer them for you guys so you guys have a better idea if you're the person that's in this same situation. Some people are afraid to ask questions, some people aren't, and I'm glad that you guys feel the need to ask me questions, and I'm here to provide you with some answers. Let's dive in. I love that you guys feel the need to ask questions. And for those of you who do, I commend you because without asking, how do we evolve from where we currently are? It's very important that you guys reach out for information. All right, so let's go over this first question. This first question comes from uh, Beachside Details. He says, my LLC elects as an S-Corp to reduce overall tax burden, but wanting to know the benefits of a self-employment pension fund, a SEP, and if you can use that money to invest in mutual funds or the S&P, looking for the ultimate way to reduce yearly tax, person, yearly tax burden and to get the money working long-term. Mm. This is a really great question. If you guys aren't aware, a SEP, a self-employed pension fund, is a retirement account that you can establish if you're a self-employed individual. Many reasons why self-employed business owners establish their own retirement accounts is because no one's planning retirement for you when you're self-employed. And a SEP is a way for you to make large contributions to your retirement account. If you decide to set up a SEP in the year of 2021, the contribution limit is $58,000, which means that you can allocate $58,000 from your business into your own self-employed pension fund and receive a tax deduction for it. The money gets to grow, and when you pull the money later out in life, you will pay taxes on it when, it, when you become 59 and a half. Now, if you are deciding to set up a SEP, the money that is going into the SEP is being vested, typically by a money manager, and typically they're putting this money into mutual funds and the S&P 500, extremely conservative investments. If you decide to self-direct your own retirement accounts, this is when you're in control of where those tax dollars go. So if you are thinking about how you can reduce your tax bill, setting up a SEP plan will help you reduce your tax bill and plan for retirement safely. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me in this video. I wanted to interrupt it to say that I appreciate you for even clicking on this video. It was something that you didn't have to do, but I'm appreciative of it. One of the things that I've done to help you and other individuals like yourself who want to know tax law is I created a private group below my own Patreon where you can click on the link and learn a little bit more about the different groups that I've created so you can get more tax education outside of just a video once a week from me. I really look forward to teaching you and I hope to see you inside. Take care. All right, let's jump into question number two. This question is from Love Rush Essentials. Love Rush Essentials says, how likely is it for a first year business owner to be audited? Ooh, this is a really good question. It's a good question because it depends on what you're doing as a business owner to get audited. There's so many business owners that take the wrong steps in their first year of being a business owner. Maybe they're taking huge business losses, right? Where they're not reporting a whole lot of income, but they're just reporting a whole lot of expenses. I've had tons of clients who've gotten into audits because their businesses, even in the first year, were viewed as hobbies because of the nature of the way they were operating their business. If you are truly going to be a business owner, the government wants to see that 
you're taking the correct steps to show that you are trying to be a business owner. But simply setting up a business and just allocating expenses that you weren't able to write off as a W-2 employee is not how you go about being a savvy business owner and could be the quickest way to getting audited. The government loves auditing clients who show no income and expenses. So if you're a business owner in your first year and you have no income, just be mindful that the government does allow for you to take $5,000 in the first year as startup costs. Any income that you spend in excess of 5,000, any expenses in excess of 5,000 have to be amortized, which means they're taken over the course of time. Typically, any startup cost that you have in excess of the first 5,000 is taken over the course of 15 years. So just be very mindful as a new business owner that yes, you can take all of your deductions. The government does audit business owners who take extraneous losses in their first year. And in order to be a savvy business owner, you're gonna claim your startup expenses of $5,000 and you're gonna amortize the existing amount. All right, this is a really great question coming in from Hey Alexa Ray. It says, if we live in California and are starting a business, is it legal to file your LLC in another state? The answer is yes, absolutely. If you're a taxpayer, you can set up an LLC in any state that you wish to set up your LLC in. Just keep in mind though, that if you're living in California and you're running a California business, you're gonna pay California state taxes. So simply establishing an LLC in a state that doesn't have state income tax, such as like Nevada, or you decided you wanna to go to a different state, such as Florida, you're going to still be viewed as a California resident, and the income you're gonna be earning is gonna be California sourced income, which means the source of where the income derives from is from the state that you live in, that you dwell in. And if you dwell in California as a resident, which means you spend more than 50% of your time in the year here, then you will pay California state taxes on the income you earn. So it's always important to understand when it may make sense to establish an LLC out of state versus having an LLC in the state that you're currently in, especially if you're doing business in that state. Now, this is not to mean that you won't have an LLC set up in a different state. If you're a real estate investor and you purchased a rental property in a separate state, other than California, it is nothing wrong with you establishing an LLC in the state that your rental property is in. Now, at this point in time, the source income is in the state, which means it's okay for you to have an LLC associated with the state that your investment property is located. Here's another question coming in from Coach Diggs. Coach Diggs says, how do I document the use of my W-2 income to fund real estate purchases, real estate rehabs, maintenance, expenses, etc.?" How do I document the use of my W-2 income? Hmm. So if you have a W-2 job and you're wanting to get into real estate or acquire an investment property, one thing you have to understand is these two things are completely separate from each other, okay? If you're a W-2 taxpayer, you're working for someone, and if you're a real estate investor, you're planning on buying an investment property that's going to pay you, it's a business. So if you have your income that you're earning from your W-2 job saved up in your personal checking account, one of the things that you can do is start an investment account where you're allocating money over into a bucket where it's strictly gonna be used for purchasing your investment property. Tracking the income though is really on a discretionary purpose and part of the reason why is the government doesn't care about how much money you had when you decided to make a down payment. They're just gonna make sure that you're paying your taxes. So one of the things that you wanna do as a taxpayer is making sure that you track your expenses prior to you buying the investment property because you could have expenses that could be tax deductible. For example, when I was getting ready to buy my investment property out in Florida, one of the things that I took it upon myself to do was establish my LLC, I spoke with an attorney, I made sure that I was doing all the correct steps early on. And these expenses that I was incurring were tax deductible before I even had my business entity open. So 
in order for me to make sure that I'm tracking those expenses, one, I needed to have a bank account where all of those transactions were populating to. Two, I needed to make sure I was tracking those expenses in some type of program like QuickBooks, Excel, something. And three, I need to make sure that once my business is open, my LLC, I now can allocate those expenses into my business so I can write them off on my tax returns. This is how we can get to a place of best practices and not be in a place where we didn't capitalize on all the expenses we had before we purchased our investment property. All right, here's another one that came in from Vietnamese Beast 408. Do I need an LLC for my rental property? Would I be able to claim a new car with my rental? Just wondering. Ah, it's okay to just wonder. Hey, if you're thinking about getting into real estate, an LLC is a great idea provides really good liability protection, and most of my investors have them. It's not to say that you need them for purchasing real estate, it's just whether or not you want to have the liability protection that comes with being an investor. Now, if you are a real estate investor, yes, you can have a car that you use to drive to and from your investment property, whether it's brand new or if it's a used car, it's a business write-off for you. You can choose to write off the mileage or you can choose to depreciate your car depending on how you're utilizing it inside of your business. All right, guys, this has been fun. I'm gonna finish this up with this last one from Clee Fitness. Are purchases for military duty tax deductible? Ooh, this is a really good question. And part of the reason why it's a really good question is because there's been tax law changes. If you guys are aware, there was a tax law change back in 2017. It was called the Tax Cuts Jobs Act. And part of the Tax Cuts Jobs Act, they got rid of certain expenses and deductions that we were able to take as, as W-2 taxpayers and everyday business owners. One of the deductions that was eliminated as a part of the Tax Cuts Jobs Act is unreimbursed employee business expenses. Unreimbursed employee business expenses means that you have expenses that are not being reimbursed by the person that you work for, which means you're taking it upon yourself to pay for your own items and then you're writing them off on your tax return. Before 2018, we were able to do this. It was an itemized deduction called unreimbursed employee business expenses. Now, as opposed to taking those expenses on our tax returns, we are not able to take those expenses on our tax return for any items that were coming out of pocket for ourselves. That's not to say that they're not deductible on the state side. You still need to check with the state that you're currently living in. But on the federal side, you are not able to take unreimbursed employee business expenses. To give you an example, I always like to go back to my school teachers and to my police officers, school teachers typically buy their own crayons, Crayolas, and my, my police officers typically buy their own gloves and boots. These items, guys, that you would think would be deductible since they need them are not deductible after 2018. So these are the things that we need to be mindful of as savvy taxpayers. And I just wanna say thank you for taking the time to go through Q&A with Carlton Dennis. If you guys like this video today, I'd love for you to like, comment, subscribe so I can continue to make more videos like this. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Cheers.